I am not here to argue. Hello, 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 hello. 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 And welcome to another edition of I'm Not Here to Argue. With Kirk and Picklewater. And Velvet Fist. And we're not here to argue about a bunch of stuff today. And we've got really good line levels. Look at that. No rain at all. First try. Amazing. Yeah, that's weird. Well, it must have saved from last time. Hopefully. Um, so we're going to start with a relationship building cue card. A relationship building cue card. And these are by Circle Up. Circle Up Education. Yes. All right. So uh, make a sound that represents how you feel today. <sighs> that wasn't the sound. <laughs> um, at the moment, I'm feeling kind of woo woo woo. But today, overall, I was feeling kind of. Mm. But I got some caffeine in me now, so. All right. I listened to a really cool talk uh, from some different clowns with a very different perspective on clowning than I do. Okay. And um, if you look forward, I think. If I look forward, my microphone can hear me better. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I listened to a really cool talk with some cool clowns with a different perspective on clowning than I have. And I had some caffeine, and after this, I'm going to rehearsal for the improv troupe, so. So today's going okay. Got some stuff done. Mounted a can crusher and did some laundry. Cool. Yeah. You've had a very productive day. I have. This way I can both speak in the microphone and face you. Yeah. Notice how I was angled towards you so that <laughs> I don't have to turn my face as much. Cause... So what sound represents how your day has been? Um, let's see. The sound that represents how my day has been. Uh, something like that. Wow. I was not expecting that. Sorry. Sorry. Your day's been so... Wadabunga. Yeah, it's just, well, let's see. I got up early in the morning, went to my treatment, and on the... On, <laughs> yeah? On the way back from treatment, I had planned to make a stop, and I forgot about the stop until I got home, so then I had to go back... And that, then it took me, like, then it, instead of it being a convenient thing I could do on the way back, it was, like, a thing I had to go out of my, out of my way to do, and it took an extra 20 minutes out of my morning. And then I had another appointment, you know, a couple of hours after I got home. So it was, like, try to get some, try to get at least one productive thing done before I had to go off to this next appointment, which was, like, vaguely a depressing appointment. And then, you know, all the stuff with, like... And then got home from that. But then also, because I opened my Amazon package this morning to try to figure out my wedding accessory situation, that was kind of like sucked up all of my extra attention today, okay. trying to like figure out hypothetical stuff, and I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. We've not done this before. Yeah, and I'm also really bad at accessorizing, and also I'm very indecisive, so I'm like, oh, let me take polls to find out what people think I should wear. That's funny. I, I took a poll today as well. I took my vows and sent it to the four people whose opinion I respect to give feedback. Only one of them has responded, and they said, don't change anything. So. Oh, cool. There yeah. you go. And they made me a little weepy in their email because they're such a kind, giving, loving person. But I wish I could be more like. It's nice to have those sorts of people in your life. Yeah. So you said opening a package sucked up your attention for the day. But did it suck? Was it good? Was it bad? No, it was just like. So I, you know, I, I had you take those photos, and then I sent them out to people and got their feedback, and then I reached out to someone else to say, oh, what do you think would work, and got that person's feedback. So I'm now, like, looking for an impossible thing. 
And, you know, and then just stuff. Can we say what we're talking about? Wedding accessories. Wedding accessories. So, veils and jewelry and bouquets and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And you just sent me some bouquet boutonniere stuff, and I was confused. Um, does she also make bouquets, or does she just make the brooch and, and the boutonniere? The she boutonniere also brooch? makes bouquets. I asked, I sent her, we're talking about an Etsy person, mm-hmm. who um, I've been trying to figure out what, what to do about a bouquet, and I thought, oh, fresh flowers. And then I thought, but you know, but then I was looking at Etsy, and I was like, but you know, when I was looking at bouquets before, I was looking at, like, a keepsake bouquet. Which, you know, and, you know, since we're going to have the civil wedding and the religious wedding, one can have flower bouquet and one can have keepsake bouquet. And I was thinking this wedding could have the flower bouquet and the other one could have the keepsake bouquet, but maybe I'm going to switch it. I don't know. Okay. But what I'm saying is I sent her a message to say, oh, hey, I kind of like this bouquet. Uh, do you make boutonnieres that match? Nice. And that's what you sent me was the boutonnieres that match. I liked the, the silver and gem one on the first page the first email the first link yeah the first that was the nicest looking one okay and um it seemed pretty cool Alrighty. i'd totally be happy to wear that i'm happy to wear whatever you want me to if you want me to wear a clown suit i'll wear a clown suit but it is funny that people keep saying that to me like uh one of my brides bridal attendants said uh if you want me to wear orange heels i want orange heels and that was a guy so nice hmm. so um I guess we should move on to our topics for the day. Yes, speaking of wedding stuff. Speaking of wedding stuff, uh, the second section in the marriage preparation worksheet uh, from the book Before I Do, the complete premarital counseling workbook for heterosexual, LGBTQ, and polyamorous couples by Olivia Baylor is on household roles. And what does she say about those? Uh, she doesn't. She just asks us a bunch of questions. Okay, what are the questions? Um, do you expect to follow traditional, that's in quotes, Household roles in your marriage? To a certain extent. And to me, not really, but I've accepted that that's going to happen. Well, but I feel like that's not actually true because, so obviously, in a broader sense, you're going to be one, if there's any bug handling to, to do, I'm going to ring a bell and you're going to come running. And drill handling, you mean drilling, almost any screwdrivering. Yes, almost any. Yeah, so... Definitely traditionally masculine stuff. On the other hand, I feel like to a certain extent you're putting me in the role of doing some traditionally feminine stuff. Like if I want cooking to happen, I have to lead the charge on that. Or if I want cleaning to happen, I have to lead the charge on that. I would disagree to some degree, but only to some degree. Okay, what to what degree do you disagree? I believe that that um, that I have, well, on cooking, I just like to do it with you. You know, I like to do it together, or not at all. Yeah, but you don't initiate it. It's usually me saying, hey, let's cook something, and then I have to okay. actually get up and, and do it, and then you'll follow me into the kitchen. Unless it's like a salad or something, in which case hey, you'll say, hey, let's do this, and I'll go make a salad. Except for the days when you're like, I don't feel like making a salad. <laughs> in which case, we just don't have a salad yeah. if I don't feel like making it. So I, I think it I think it balances out to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, as to the cleaning, I think we both suck at that. Yeah. And... Um, I feel like I've been holding up my end of it, um, but I'm not. Well, except for the well, the bathroom was your idea, but then I went in and did the bathroom. Well, holding up your end of it, but I feel like it took some prodding to get you to to where you are now. Yeah, to get me to where I am now. But I think that prodding has happened, and my momentum is already going. But I think, I think, yeah, I will probably need occasional prodding to keep my momentum up. 
but that's so that's what I mean. Like so that is more traditional, yeah. And the you know grocery shopping and etc. Grocery shopping has unfortunately fallen to you and Instacart, uh, a lot. Part in part because I don't drive, but that's only in part. Yeah, because you used to order groceries when you lived by yourself, yeah. not and by yourself. Yeah, I would totally be willing to go back to that, but I don't know why you're doing most of the grocery order. I don't know. We should figure that out and then fix it. Okay, number two, because we're going into specifics now. Who do you expect to do the cleaning? Both of us. Yes, ideally. Yeah. We just don't have a schedule for it, and so it just never happens. Yeah. No, I don't. I disagree. It does happen. Just not as much as it should. Yeah, once in a blue moon. Well, I think we're 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 dealing with cleaning is a very large topic. Like, I think I do the garbage and recycling a number of times a week, and I do the dishes on my week, and um, and I clean up. I try and get all the recycling and garbage out of the bedroom on a regular basis, and so things like that. For me, taking the garbage and recycling out doesn't seem doesn't qualify as cleaning. Really? No. Um, Clearing it out of the bedroom does, and putting yeah. it in the bins, but then you know emptying the bins into the other bins, I don't count that. And then taking out the garbage in the morning and bringing it back in in the evening on garbage day and stuff like that. None of that counts as cleaning to you. Um, clearing out the clearing out the cardboard boxes that, that take over the living room and kitchen. That counts. Counts. Okay. Um, but yeah, just taking the trash out, I, I, that's in a different category somehow. Okay, cool. I'm. I'm I mean. I think that's semantics, so I'm willing to let you have your definition of it, and I'll have mine, and, and we'll be good. Who do you expect to do the cooking? Well, if it's baking, I'm happy to do it. If it's cooking, I want company, and I'm probably not going to be motivated to do it on my own. It'll probably have to come up. Yeah. If it's baking, I, I think you would still need the prodding, because like I just... I. I just think back to you over the summer when you were like, oh, hey, let's get some fixings for making frittatas. And, and we never made frittatas. That, that were never made. We made frittatas one time, and it was a horrible disaster, and that's why I never did it again. But you made frittatas before that that weren't a horrible disaster. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Because we tried to do it in baking cups instead of a Pyrex pan, and it just didn't come out right. We can do it again, I guess. And that's definitely something I can eat on my new low-carb diet is frittatas. Mm-hmm. Just need to get some more grated cheese. And some more cream. Do we need cream for a frittata? That's, you had me buy heavy whipping cream. I assume it was... No, that was just for in general. Okay. Yeah, and then never used it. Yeah. I used some of it. Mm. Yeah. Who do you expect to care for the children? Uh, I think that would be both of us. (laughs) You? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Oh, wait, you expect me to care for the children. I thought you were laughing at the idea that I would be helping care for the children. No, you just expect me to care for the children. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I still think it would be both of us. Like, I've never potty trained someone before. That's Neither have be I. Yeah, it's I can't be... even change a diaper. I, I think I've shared the story before. My cousin let me babysit his, or asked me to babysit his, his two-year-old one time back when she was two. And um, and it all was fine until the very end when I was like, oh, she needs a diaper change. And I didn't know how to get the new di- diaper on. So he walked into the side of his of his little Naked child. covered child running around? Yes. Um. Well, again, I don't think I've changed many diapers in my life, but I can figure it out. It's not that hard. Um, That's what he said. But, again, I've got a lot of experience working with kids, and you've got very little. So, But I think I think we'll both take care of the kids. Um, who do you expect to handle the finances in your home? And this is a hard one, 
because right now you're handling the the most money in our finances like the largest amount of money that, that goes out is the mortgage and that's you're handling that mm -hmm. you know you're doing it's it's under your name you're doing all that stuff um i feel like we should both be handling the finances but i don't know how i can help in the handling of the finances the contributing money i can do but the actual like paying of things everything's in your name right now well yeah but i mean yeah. that doesn't mean you couldn't help with that because all of that is online okay great like i don't write checks for anything that's good um so when i think of handling finances i don't just think of paying things i mean like things like budgeting mm -hmm. i have the impression that you're better at budgeting than i am really Really? Okay, great. That uh, doesn't suck for us at all. No, that's 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 not a doom horn going off. Um, okay. Well, also, I did sign up with Mint. Um, a cup. I did revive my Mint account. I think I mentioned that, and that's um, so. Hopefully, ch checking in on that every month will help me keep track of like where my money is going. But um, as far as paying bills, yeah, everything is in my name, and I've kind of. I've kind of been I I I'm never really sure because you moved in here mm -hmm. I'm never really sure how what a fair division of the bills is I think I mentioned the other day that in a perfect world um I would cover the mortgage and then like someone else would cover like everything else <laughs> <laughs> That's I get that the mortgage is a lot um again I'll I'm always willing to give you all the money I have Yeah but I mean all the money I have right now is dick right it's, there is not a lot of it going around hopefully the job situation you know turns around soon but i'm honestly not effect, expecting the job situation to turn around before january and i am expecting unemployment to run out in november so i'm not really sure what's going to happen then we'll figure I it mean, out yeah i, I need mean to, i need to call them you can and find out if i'm getting an automatic extension or not because some people do and some people don't it's, it's really confusing yeah I mean, and you know, there there are options. And, and I'm still applying for jobs. A and of times you're also a week. still in school, so yeah, it's a challenge. It's a complication. Yeah. Complicated situation. I mean, I would drop school. Uh, I would try and work things out with my teacher so I didn't have to go to class because it's online anyway. But uh, worst comes to worst, I would drop school just to have a job right now. Yeah, but then the problem is you're in school in part because getting a, a, degree. a degree would help for your job search tremendously. So it's like. It's like, it's like, um, what do you call it? Um, when you're cost uh, benefit analysis. Yes. Um, something there's some, there's some phrase for it. Okay. Risk reward. No, no, it's, it's a pithy, um, idiom, but I don't know. If, I don't know what an idiom is, but you know, one of those, one of those phrases people say like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush or he cut off his nose to spite his face or what's it, what's it mean? Um, the notion, oh, Pennywise Pound Foolish. Pennywise Pound Foolish. Okay. Again, what's it mean? Um, the notion of quitting school to take a job when you're in school to help yourself get a better job. Okay. That makes sense. Pennywise Pound Foolish has always been one of those vaguer idioms to me. Like, I had a general impression of what I thought it meant, and that's pretty much what you said, but, but it's never one that's been super clear. Um, well, I mean, I, I think in a, in a, in a more, in a more widely used sense, it's people who try to save money on little things and end up spending more money in the long run. Kind of like buying cheap shoes every year rather than saving up and getting expensive okay, pair of shoes. shoes. Yeah. Okay, um, next so up is who do you expect to be the disciplinarian in the home? I assume that's if we have kids, not just which of us gets disciplined. Um, so uh, 
Yeah, who's who's going to be the one who disciplines the kids? Well, I guess it depends on what discipline. Well, I mean, I would uh, going along with the whole traditional gender roles thing. I would have thought you, um, because I don't know how good I would be at it. Yeah, I'm afraid they'd be able to wrap me around their finger pretty easily. I mean, we both have a pretty strong sense of what we don't want, of what we don't want in terms of in terms of behavior from children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also have a fairly strong, like I'm. I'm fairly strong, in my opinion, against corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. But then again, spanking is easy. Yeah. Well, I think spanking um, serves a purpose, and it's not, you know, it serves it serves a purpose. It has a, it, but it's not. It can't be your only go-to. It has yeah. to be. You have to have rules well, around I have, it. I have a bad background with you know corporal punishment as a child. And yeah, and for me, the reason that I don't. I would not personally want to be if if I if if we did a grand corporal punishment, I would not want to be the enforcer of that because I would worry about letting my feelings override my good sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I don't think the corporal punishment is something that should ever be done out of anger. That makes sense. Yeah. And I I I have a bad temper, as as you may have noticed. Well, no, what I've noticed is um, you how to phrase this. How to not lose my feelings? Um, you don't have a bad temper. You have trouble communicating around your anger. Uh, like I have a bad temper. I have an incredibly bad temper, but I'm pretty good at communicating around it and letting it go. And and that's taken a lot of work to get to the point where I don't get angry about something and obsess about it for days. And that's part of the whole bipolar thing is just getting getting stuck in that in that loop of an emotion and not being able to let it go, not being able to let things go. And I finally got to the point where I can kind of let things go. One thing I can't let go. Wait, go are ahead. we done with the, that, that was mm-hmm. the last question? Yep. Okay. So, but do you agree that, what, what is your thought about the whole disciplinary I thing? think we'll have to figure it out when we get there, but I kind of, I, I'm quite commonly forced into the role of being the bad guy, so. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, like, we'd have to, the notion of being considered the bad guy is not really fun. Yeah. But you have to. But you have to be strict. I just think it's better if you, you know. Well, I don't know strict, but you have to be clear. You have to be communicative. You have to be clear, and you have to be. You have to enforce those boundaries. Yeah. So maybe that's what you mean by strict. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't like waking you up. Speaking of things, you can't. Yeah, I couldn't find a transition. I tried real hard. Um, I don't like waking you up. So I don't back, feel like you sleep enough. The back the backstory for this is that we were watching an episode. <laughs> Speaking of bad tempers. <laughs> yes, we were walking, watching an episode of our trashy TV that we're binging, and um, and you fell asleep partway towards the end of an episode. I couldn't actually tell exactly where you fell asleep, and I let you sleep through the end of the episode, and then woke you up, and let you know the episode was over. And you got really annoyed and slept on the couch. Well, yeah, I think it was the waking up and waking me up and letting me know the episode was over when you. Uh, so you did wake me up. You just woke me up after the episode was done. So I could go to sleep too. Yes, because I can't oh. physically go to sleep if you're laying on top of me. I had to put on a mask. I had to do all this stuff. You don't give me enough enough slack for the fact that I have to wear a goddamn mask to bed. Uh, you're right. I don't, and I, I I should feel I should be more empathetic to that. I apologize. I'm not going to stop. Not, 
being empathetic. I mean, we can switch sides. That's fine. We can switch sides. Yes, Get all but this stuff then, out of the way. I'll yeah, I'll switching sides requires a lot of work on my part. So I don't want to do it. Okay, then. But I can't switch sides until I have room on the other side of the bed. And then I will give you But then you'd want. want to be sleeping on that side all the time. I want to sleep on the side that my machine that lets me breathe at night is on. Before you had the machine, you always wanted to stay on the same side of the bed. Yeah. You just like being on the side of the bed. Yeah. Before you had the machine, it was like, oh, no, I need to be closer to the bathroom. Which I don't need anymore. But that was, but I'm just saying, it's it's not the machine. It's just re- your preference. No, no, no. I had a good reason. I used to have to go to the bathroom all the time during the night. But since I got the machine, I don't wake up as often. I don't have to go to the bathroom as often. Okay. It's rare that I get up to go to the bathroom all night now. By the machine, you mean the CPAP machine, not... The CPAP machine, the horrible, evil CPAP machine that keeps me alive at night. Yes. Since I since I got sick in January or so, I have a lot of trouble breathing. Well, my heart starts racing when I lay down, so I just have trouble with my whole cardiovascular system when I'm laying down and getting sleepy, and, and my, my sleep apnea seems to have gotten a lot worse, as far as I can tell, so I had to get a CPAP machine, and... It's helped a lot, but I can't sleep without it. So, but you were sleeping, and I woke you up so you could move over so I could sleep as well. And you got annoyed with me and went and slept on the couch. Right. This is true. You think I don't sleep enough? Well, I don't know that you don't sleep enough for you. I think you don't sleep enough for a normal human being. (laughs) Normal human beings average eight hours a night. Uh, they, They say nine is healthy. Um, I sleep now probably closer to eight and a half, nine since I got the sleep out machine, which is a lot less than I used to. I used to sleep ten. Um, but you sleep like five, maybe six. And that just seems crazy to me. But that's what your body wants. But I do not feel comfortable waking you up when you fall asleep for a nap. And I'm just like, she has work she needs to do, that she has to get done today. But at the same time, I don't want to wake her up to make her go do work. So it's it's it is a it's difficult for me to to wake you up. Okay, so the the whole thing about like letting me sleep through a show and then waking up when it's over is annoying because of the whole it's a FOMO thing. Okay. So I think one reason that I don't like going to sleep is because, you know, I could be doing other things for that time. That's clear. Um, but also, I think it kind of annoyed me that you were laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I laugh. I know. You make me laugh. I understand. There's nothing inherently wrong with laughing. You just felt like I was laughing at you in a, in a particular way that was bothersome. Yes. But, you know, not that you should change your behavior in any way. As I said, the whole sleep thing is fraught. It is fraught. Which you know. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have work that you need to get done that day, and you told me you still have work you have to get done, and then you fall asleep, I am fraught. Because, like, I don't want you to get in trouble for not getting your work done. And I know you can't, there's some of your work you can't do after midnight because it involves sending emails and stuff. And, um, and I don't know what to do in those situations. Yeah, and I don't know what the, like, it's weird that you, um, it's weird, it's weird that you think I don't sleep enough, because I feel like I sleep so much more now than I used to. Like, um, it, it used to be that if I had work I needed to do, I would, you know, take a nap, get up in the middle of the night, and get the stuff done. Like, or, 
so this whole like sleeping through an entire night and not having any of that middle of the night product productive time is just like so what changed why, why are you sleeping through the entire night I don't know. I think maybe less caffeine. I used to be okay. more of a caffeine person. Like, I used to have a time where I would have my caffeine at bigger times, and it felt like I was had a proper amount of caffeine in my veins, like the same way that a car has a proper amount of fuel in its combustion engine. Um, and, but I don't know, something changed. Everything just... Maybe I just got more tired. Maybe this year is just wearing on me in certain ways. But yeah, I used to have a, a lot more middle-of-the-night productive time. Like, even when I was baking a whole lot, I, it was, you know, like, if you're going to bake in the summer, it is pretty much impossible to, you know, decorate a cake in hot weather. Okay. And there's no AC in this house, so I do my baking between, like, 2 and 6 a.m. Um, so... I mean, I have, I have no qualms, no issue with you getting up in the middle of the night and doing stuff. And, and you briefly waking me up to do it isn't a bother to me as well. You know what I mean? I wake up every time you come in and out of the bedroom for the most part. But not as much lately. Like, I'm not necessarily noticing when you get up to go to your appointment in the morning now. Um, but, I mean, if you need to get up in the middle of the night, don't let me stop you from doing that if, it, if that's impacting in any way. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a... It takes a certain amount, like, every, every, for everything I do, it takes a certain amount of time to build up to actually doing it for the most part. Unless I'm already moving and I've already got that momentum. If I'm stopped and then I have to start again, it just takes longer for me to rev up. Makes sense. Okay. I don't know that we actually reached a resolution here. We didn't, but we discussed it. That's something. Yeah. Uh, lastly is... Uh, and I'm doing better yes. about trying not to wake you up when you're napping. I no, think. you're not. <laughs> you, you come in. You come in. No, now you come in and lay down next to me, which is lovely, and I love it, but you still wake me up every time. Well, it's like, at, least not, at least you're not coming in and walking in and talking to me. Yeah, that's... It does seem like you're never actually asleep when I come into the room. That's because I wake up the moment you walk into the room. Well, what am I supposed to do about that? There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to keep me from waking up when you walk into a room. That is that is childhood trauma. That is leftover. It's never going to go away. I'll probably hear you go out the front door. You know what I mean? At least sometimes I've heard you come in the front door, um, and that that'll wake me up, and that's quite a ways away from the bedroom. Um, but we're running out of time, and we wanted to talk about one more topic. Yes, and that topic was gifting and Gift the wedding oh, registry. Yeah. We're working on a wedding registry. We're working on a wedding wedding registry. We're working on a wedding registry. We're we're working on a wedding registry. Got it. Okay. You're adorable. You really are. You're you're one of the cutest people that I've ever dated in my life. That's well, that's good to know. Yeah. You date a lot of cute people. Yeah. You met some of them. Yep. There've been some hotties. Yep. Um. Which is understandable when you used to work in a strip club. I didn't. I only dated one stripper seriously in my life, and and she was very attractive, and and um, and that was not a long term relationship. So. Um, I mean, I dated a couple of strippers while I was working there, but only one of them, seriously. Okay, I didn't realize That's it. 10 years. That was over 10 years. I mean, I didn't date a lot of people in that 10 years, and most of them happened to be co-workers. Yeah, I'm not judging you. I am. Why? Because it's weird. It's weird to date co-workers? Yeah, it is actually weird to date co-workers, and weirder to date strippers, and the whole thing is weird, and, you know, and 
when people are judged on their aesthetics in dollar bills, they tend to, not always, but tend to become more mercenary and, 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 and a little shallow. I can and definitely so, see the downsides, great too. Great big me, and I didn't have a lot of money because I was just a bouncer or a bartender. Um, wasn't really, you know, uh, ideal partner material for most of my coworkers. Just, you know, that was that. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, so not about the whole, I can see the downside of dating a person who's very mercenary. But as far as not dating coworkers, I, I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to that. Um, after becoming management, it goes right out the window. Well, yeah, I've never been management. Yeah, I've been management for quite a long time, and, and it goes right out the window. I couldn't even consider dating a coworker now. Um, but I've got you. Yeah, I'm going to work together. Yeah. Um, okay, so gifting and wedding registries. We have a wedding registry. I think on the wedding registry you should put everything that you want, oh. big and small. I think, I think when you make a wish list, you should put everything you want, big and small. I don't think it's inappropriate. I don't think it's tacky. I think people are going to spend what they're capable of spending on your wedding, and it is not uncommon for someone to spend over a hundred dollars on a wedding gift. I don't think I'm not saying that. I don't think it's uncommon. I just I don't want it. My thing about it is like if there are too many large ticket items, it might start to look like a cash grab. It is a cash grab. It's a wedding registry. That's what a wedding registry is. And it doesn't matter if it looks... I mean, you put so many small tickets on items on there that we don't have to worry about how it looks. There's a ton of small ticket well, items Well, I, I specifically there. put those small ticket items on there so that it's because I was worried about how no. it looked with, no. a, and you, you've accomplished with a robot vacuum cleaner and, you know, all this other and stuff. computer and a few other things, yeah. yeah. There's a few, a few over $100. There's like two over $500 items on there. Which are, which are probably yours. I believe so. One of them is the computer that we need. We need a computer for, you know, media stuff. That By we, you mean you. I mean it for our podcasts, for any video stuff we want to do. This laptop isn't, isn't adequate mm-hmm. for long-term use, and we need to get something to replace it before it dies. Okay. If we're going to keep podcasting and eventually making videos and so on. That is valid. Yeah. But, I mean, my hope is that, you know, we made it a group gift, and hopefully a family member on my side will dump in a chunk of that, and that'll be that. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You, I, I don't really understand your – like, I figure if you make a list of things that's mm-hmm. all over the place, then people can pick and choose what they feel would best fit them and fit you. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I think you are – so, and as I said, this, this kind of ties into our whole different thing, theories, feelings about gifting in general. Like, I feel like you're more comfortable asking for gifts than I am. I think in the wedding registry, it's easy because it's just expected. You know, but like Christmas or birthday or, you know. I don't, I don't feel like I ask for specific things. Do I? Obviously, you feel I do, or you wouldn't have said that. No, I just. Well, well, first of all, you obviously do feel more comfortable asking for things, just from the, just based on the fact that you would have been happy to send the wedding registry link in the, wedding invitation email. Only if because I didn't know whether we were supposed to or not. I wanted to find out first, and I didn't know if it went along with the invitation. I mean, I think registry information usually goes along with a paper invitation, before we had wedding websites. And for me, it's like, 
nope, you make the registry and then if anyone asks for it, you can let them know that it's there. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't it, it's a wedding. Part of the whole point of a wedding is, is presence. Mm, I don't that's think part, so. That's part of the point. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's like a dowry and all that stuff. See, well, a dowry is a different thing, but see, that's, that's, that's what I object to. Like, there are some people who, like, for example, there are some people who, if you invite them to your birthday party, they will, they will feel obligated to bring a present. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Like, if okay. I'm inviting someone to a party, it's because I want them to come to the party. It's not because I'm expecting them to bring me a gift. I guess that's, and I would probably be one of those people that feel obligated to bring a present. And. But I'm really big on gift giving and. Well, yeah, and, and I'm so. and I'm not because I, you know, um, because I was raised by wolves, but also because I think after I um, became uh, house poor, <laughs> cash poor, after moving into this place, I uh, stopped actually giving much in the way of physical gifts and only gave food gifts because you know, I had a kitchen that I could make stuff. And then when I was unemployed for so long, I stopped even doing food gifts, really, so I've really gotten out of the habit of gift-giving. So that kind of covers our philosophies. I am very gift-oriented, both giving and receiving. Uh, I love both. Uh, you're less gift-oriented than I am. I do think wedding registry is part of the whole wedding and also, we're kit just, and caboodle. We're older, though. Like, some people... some I, I just believe that some people are going to judge us for being as old as we are and still asking for stuff and that's the thing right there i don't give a shit if people judge us because fuck them seriously and my people aren't going to judge us anyway but but if my people were to judge us my attitude to them would be fuck you you don't get to judge me not on this you can judge me on my behavior but this is no no this no, is your no. this is behavior i i don't think no just no if it's not behavior, then what is it? Let's not get into, into, into semantics. Maybe I misspoke there, but um, this is not something I'm not willing to be judged on. You know, you can judge me on if I'm kind or if I'm cruel or if I'm if I'm selfish. You know, but this is this is just part of the tradition of an American wedding, and and if we're doing a wedding, we should do as many parts of it as we can, like the full metal wedding that we're going to do next year. Yep. Um, which actually leads into my last question. Um, the registry is going to stay alive for a year? Okay. That's a question. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how registries work normally. Because I don't want to have to, like, make a new one. I don't think people will buy us presents for our first anniversary. Well, actually, I think you do have it up until, well, there's, there's some year thing built yeah, in there. I don't, I don't know anything about the rules of registry other than, you know, you get presents when you get married. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, it's, like we have a website that we're creating now, and then we're that website is going to be probably the same website that we use for when we do the Full Metal Wedding, right? I assume. I don't know. I don't know how long those websites stay live. The may, website may just magically go away on November 2nd. I don't know. Alrighty. Because it's not a website we own. We're using a service. Okay. And it's free. So, okay. So um, that uh, kind of wraps us up for this week. Um, any final thoughts? Um, um, so I think I'd ask you to pick a song for us to dance to so that we could start Ooh, getting into the habit yeah, of dancing with I, each other. I, I, oh, oh, okay. Um, I, okay, yeah. Shit. 
because I I think you know we probably will want to do a, a first dance and we have to we, we don't really dance together because we don't yeah. like the same types of music you know you know what my choice would be for our first dance you already know what that is and it is you know what it is we'll say it out loud why don't you say it out loud I don't remember never gonna give you up oh yeah that would be the best first dance ever, and you know it. I, I mean, we've never danced to it, so I don't know that. We'll have to try it out. Because it's a song, but it's not a dance. Well, what do you want? I want something that we can dance and get into tune with each other with. Okay. Well, I'm just, can you give me an example? An example of a song? That, that would be good for a first dance? Well, I've, I've given you several examples, but, you know, we... What, what I want at this point in time, even, like, because picking a song, we can do it up until the very last minute, but okay. we just really don't dance together a whole lot. So we should dance together. All right, we should start practicing dancing together. We have, I think we have just very different personal dance styles. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I look like a flaming centipede. Well, wiggly. Centipede? Or worm. Okay. I'm kind of wormly. All right. And I'm not. I don't know. I don't really know how you dance. Yeah. I've rarely ever seen you dance. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So we will come up with a song by next week. Sooner, but we'll report back on it next week. Well, we will. All right. All right. This has been I'm Not Here to Argue. Another fine edition. I'm Greg and Picklewater. I'm the Velvet Fist. Bye-bye. Bye. Theme music by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com.